0: everybody, welcome to 321 No Kidding, Bobby the Awesome here, happy to be back for a solo show, although I'm less crazy about talking to the camera all by myself, so I'm going to pretend I'm talking to you. I know I haven't been around for a while as far as solo shows, and that's because, for one thing, guests have been keeping me busy, and for another, my day job has been keeping me busy, and uh, I don't think we're very caught up. And I thought I would catch everybody up to what's been going on, but tie it into my recovery because recovery is an everyday job and there are miracles in recovery. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. So I am currently in Huntington beach. I'm like, where am I? Huntington beach, California. I was just in San Diego last week. I've been all over the place. Um, So with my new, I'll call it my day job because I'm still going to figure out how to make recovery playgrounds a reality, and I've been working on that too in the background. So, um, as part of my day job, I kind of get to pick where I want to go, sort of. Um, you know, I've I recently was in living in Kentucky for most of 2022, and then I did a little stint in Ohio. Um, and what I did was I took on. If, if I went from 18 to 230 customers pretty much overnight with no staff or very little staff. I had a little staff in Kentucky, but I took on these very overwhelming projects, which is good for me. I thrive in that. It's also been a distraction to my side projects, such as solo shows and things like that. But um, overall, it's really good stuff. This is a a job that really ties into my work experience for most of the last 30 years. I get to play with flowers. I get to play with people. I get to train people. Um, And what's really kind of neat and different, when I entered the workforce after rehab, I went back to a company that I used to work for and how I handled myself because of my recovery and and for trying to uh, set myself up for success so that I wouldn't relapse, I, I formulated uh, strategies to make sure I was getting to my Gambler's Anonymous meetings or my therapy uh, meetings at the center, to Have making time for things like exercising in the morning before work. I didn't have to be at my desk at five or six like I would have thought before I went to treatment. So it was kind of like my first um, recovery version back in the workforce. Now, what's happened since I quit that job um, and then started, you know, working on the 321 dream and, and doing things online and, and networking with other entrepreneurs and that kind of stuff. Um, now I come back to this job, which the recovery version of Bobby um had a lot of a lot of no gives, like non-negotiables. Like I wouldn't have taken this job. Took in, is that bad English? I wouldn't have taken this job. If it didn't align, I'm very into alignment, by the way. If it doesn't align with who, I'm, who I am, who I'm who i am trying to become, what I need to do to take care of myself every day. So some of those things were, I'll come work for you. However, I need to be able to travel. I need to go to my conferences, for example. So for the last couple of years, I've driven out to Montana and I've gone to the alcohol-free Um, event there hosted by Recovery Elevator. Some of you guys know Paul from the Recovery Elevator podcast and from our first episode of Three to One. So I said that I can't come to work for you unless I still get to travel and do the things that are important to my recovery and my personal development. So that was the very first thing. Like I stood up for myself the same way I stood up when I first got out of rehab about going to my meetings and stuff. But now this was like the next level because I've created this other lifestyle where I do get to travel and I do get to kind of do what I want to do when I want to do it. And although I have a lot of responsibility, I want to still have a good amount of um, freedom. And this, this job is perfect for that. But if I wasn't in recovery and if I didn't know I needed certain things to take care of myself, I wouldn't have even asked for that. Never mind having the confidence to ask for that. I've, probably shared a story or two about um, how drinking impacted my career. And now, now that I don't drink, now that I'm not, there was a sales job that all I did was go from plan the customer routes based on how to get to the casinos that um, were along the way. That was pretty much how I, I did that whole job. Well, I'm not I'm not doing any of those things. I'm not partying all night. I'm not, um, going to the casino. So it's very easy to commit to my obligations on the job. I wake up fresh every day and, um, I get to use the skills that I have. So that's amazing. Self-awareness just popped in my head. So I might as well talk about that too knowing what I am capable of knowing what I do need to nourish my soul and my health and my recovery is all part of what I've been learning the last few years. So there's having the self awareness to know what you need and then following up and doing what you need. So that's kind of what I've been doing. So now Oscar, and I've told you guys this line before, cause I love it. He always say, um, if you quit gambling or, or you're in recovery, you can have a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I've just embraced that mantra ever since hearing it. And why I'm in California is I've said this my whole life. Like I did not want to live in the cold, the cold of Connecticut, the cold of upstate New York. I just wanted new no part of the cold. So I'm like, I've been writing my goals. I will live in warm places in my RV. Someday it'll be my RV. Right now it's hotels and Airbnbs and all these kinds of things. And that's fine. Um, it's not time for my RV because of the way things are going. And that's totally cool. So I wrote that down. That was like part of life beyond my wildest dreams, traveling. So I got to drive from Connecticut out to California, which was not as smooth as most of my regular trips, if I'm being honest. Um, but I still got all my windshield time and I love being in the car. I think you guys know, I love being in the car. It's like my, my zone. Um, I read a book about zones and zone of genius and flowers and, and grocery is definitely like my work zone of genius, but my Bobby fill my cup zone is definitely in the car, listening to books, um, music, thinking. There's times I shut off the radio and the noise and just think. And I can usually tell when I need to think because my brain is racing and I don't hear the song or I don't hear the thing that's playing. And I digress as always. So so living a life beyond my wildest dreams. One of the slogans in the rooms is um, do the next right thing. And the last few years have been challenging to say the least. Uh, that's why, you know, I'm working on the book, uh, recovery rock bottom. Cause it's like, wait a minute. I thought if I'm in recovery, everything is perfect. Like it becomes easy, right? If I didn't drink and I didn't gamble today, well then everything should be rainbows and unicorns. Doesn't really work that way guys. And that's okay. Um, and you've been with me for a lot of my ups and my downs and, and my wackiness and and you could tell by um, how present I am with the show or not, you know, some things were worse than others. Um, and recently, well, not too long ago, maybe in the last month or so, um, I'm working on another project with my niece. And I had said to her, now, of course, this changed since I said this to her, but I'll get into that on another show. Um, but I had said to her, I was like, look at us like we're growing and evolving and thriving and nothing's bad's happening um So here's my point you know we when we are going through shit right like people in the hospital, people dying, drama, all those things um we have to remind ourselves to get through it. we're like, oh my God, we're strong we can do this. Um, everything happens for a reason all the voices that we have in our heads, but when things are going right, do we take the time to notice? Not generally. Um, and I'm sure that's not everybody. And that's part of like why going to meetings is good sometimes to practice gratitude because um you know, when I got back involved in, in Louisville, I was going to GA meetings um, at least once a week as a general rule and I went to a couple of the events and um, I love the GA family and community there. I was it was very lovely. And I'm going to be in contact with them for a long time, just like my Kansas City family. Um, But when you go to a, a meeting and you're talking about recovery and how the quality of life, like we generally can't tell our quality of life in the moment, right? Like we're not like, oh, um, this doesn't hurt today and acknowledge it, right? Like my shoulder, my shoulder feels pretty good today. Thank you, shoulder, for feeling good. Like we don't generally do that. Um, And it was really Fun because, like I said, when you're going through this shit, it, even if you know, even if you're in recovery, even if you do personal development, even if you've been through shit and you know you can get to the other side of the shit, you know, on the other side generally you're gonna grow and you're gonna learn. But this conversation was looked something more like, hey hi, like we're not gonna do shit. Like life is good, and we can be grateful that life is good and there's no commu- commotion. Um And that was just a really cool kind of moment. And I'm not perfect at it. Oh my God, I work at it every day. Uh, The being present, the being mindful, the being grateful, um, because it's so easy to get caught in the, the BS and the distractions and all of that. So my life beyond my wildest dreams would look something like being warm and traveling and not being told what to do or being micromanaged, getting to work on things when I want to work. Like if I want to work at five in the morning, I can. If I want to go tanning at five in the morning, I can. Like all of those things. And that's what I have right now. Um, I'll be living in California probably most of the year. That's what I'm assuming. Um, I already got to go. I haven't been here quite a week and I've already, now I'll tell you, like I said, I'll get into it on another show, kind of some of the stuff that's going on, some family junk surrounded around addiction. Um, But I'll talk about that separately, but I've been here about a week. And uh, the very first Friday, I went to the San Diego zoo and I went to go see the animals and I went to go see the flowers. And um, it was, it was because my brain wasn't Like I knew I needed to do some reflective time. I knew I was like anxious about stuff that's going on with Kai. I was anxious about the drive. I knew I needed to get settled. Um, I was anxious because my car, my poor car, my car has so many things in it. Like I got a storage unit this week and I didn't even know how I fit all the things in my car, in my car. Um, So anyway, so I was just anxious. I was feeling claustrophobic because my car was still packed. And um, so I went to the zoo and I walked around and... Um I I thought because it was a school day, there wouldn't be that many kids running around, but I underestimated the power of toddlers. So there was a lot of screaming and a lot of loosey-goosey kids and stuff. But I did, you know, I took the time to be present, take lots of pictures of the cool flowers, um, and and the animals where I could see them. And I may talk to a couple of them, you know, like true Bobby style. Um, so that was the first thing I did. And then from COVID and from my online learning, I've met so many people, so many people. And I know a lot of people that live in California, whether I've interviewed them on the podcast or, um, met them on recovery retreats or, or there was one of the guys from the group even lives out here, like so many cool people. So one of the girls that I met in a business, um, like an online environment, learning environment, coaching environment, um, lives out here. And I posted on Facebook, like the map of me going from Connecticut to California. And she's like, Oh, you should come to San Diego. And I'm like, Oh, I'll be in San Diego the first weekend. And we went on a, a trolley ride and it went all around San Diego. And we started in Old Town and we went and I learned a little bit about. Uh, Military and the ships, and we went to Coronado, and and we just did all these things that I would not have normally done. I never, old Bobby would have never spent money on zoo admission, or um, I I went to one of the places that was pretty cool, but the, it started raining and there wasn't enough time. Was this place called Balboa Park, which has a bunch of museums, but it also had a Japanese uh garden, and it was fourteen dollars to get in. Now it was off season. And there's still this part of me, right? Because I have a damaged relationship with money for so many reasons. It's was like $14 just to like walk around. Um, but I did it. And I was okay with it. And I was like, yeah, I deserve to spend $14 on myself. Um, and I found a treasure there, actually. I found the goddess of mercy and compassion. Um, I, I actually didn't know what she was. Um, in this garden. she's like this big statue and there's a story about her being restored and stuff. But um, I needed the reminder about compassion and mercy for myself and for others that day. So that alone made it priceless and worth the $14. So I digress anyway. So I went back the next day for this, for this park and stuff. And, um, these are experiences like i'm trying to put myself into and i'm trying to enjoy and when i lived in kansas city i used to tell everybody at the bar like i tried to get outings outside of the bar um, even when i was still drinking um it was like we can do more than sit on a, a bar stool i guess that's just part of my makeup it's not even just recovery um uh, but i'd be like explore kansas city like like you're a tourist that was my line and that's where i learned it because there were so many cool things to do in Kansas city. Now I wouldn't have probably known or explored them myself, but whenever I got company, I'd want to entertain them and do things. So um, when Tara came out, she was like one of my partying friends. So we would go do partying things. We went to the amusement park. We golfed. Um, We definitely ate out a lot. We went to St. Louis one day, like we just did, um, things we would do at our age. But when my 60 something year old uncle came, you know, we went to a football game. We went golfing. And then when the two-year-old nieces, well, I guess they're cousins, came, we went to Legoland. So like there was all this activity to do in Kansas City. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm not going to watch the news or the radio or even count on social media for all the negativity and opinions and blah, blah, and what's going on and what's wrong with the world. I'm just not going to do that. I am, however, going to learn by being present and involved. Um, so for example, I didn't get to go to all the museums, um, but there was museums or being by the seaport in San Diego and and learning about uh, the ships and what wars they were involved in or what cool feats they had. I can do all that in the experience. I don't want to read about that stuff. This is just me. Um, But it's more fun, like Coronado uh, Island, like was a bridge without sides, which was a little scary, Um, but it was beautiful out there. And there was a, this hotel called the Dell, which you probably heard of, Um, my sheltered self, never heard of it before going to it, Um, but it was made without metal nails, this whole big, gorgeous thing. So being immersed in these experiences This is the life beyond my wildest dreams. I didn't have to pay to come here, to come to San Diego, like trip. I got a job that makes it so that I'm able to. um, And instead of just sitting in my hotel room or wasting the minutes of a day in front of a television, I'm going outside. I want to get the nature. I want to see the beauty. I want to have the calm and I want to explore and experience life. Like I've, I've said it and this line stuck with me when I was driving I, uh, I'm going to cough real quick. I was driving and, um, this phrase be alive to live popped in my head. And what do I mean by that? Like there's so much stuff about suicide or just addiction in general. If we're going to be alive and we're going to be addicted, almost like, what's the point? I know that sounds really harsh, but like, what's the, what's the point? Or if we're in recovery or we stop doing the thing and we're not embracing moments, whether it's with family or adventures, like I like to take again, what's the point? And I've, I've felt this way for such a long time. Back when I was gambling, I remember, I remember a moment very clearly And I'm like, what the fuck is the point? It was getting really towards the dark days. It was like, what am I doing? I work to get money to gamble, to pay my rent and to pay my car so that I could have a car and a place to stay, to go to work. You know, like it was this cycle and I'm like, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? And um, I know that suicide isn't just about like what's the point stuff. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm trying to say that we have these opportunities, um, to really live and embrace life. And I probably would have argued when I was drinking, Oh, I'm embracing life. I've done X, Y, Z. I've been here and there, but quite honestly, when I reflect back, like Zumba conventions, for example. I used to go to Florida all the time, but I was hammered the whole convention. So I wasn't getting the workout. If I was, I was drinking away the calories anyway. Um, but I can't tell you what happened. I'd fall asleep before the parties or I'd pass out or whatever. It was just a shit show. So yeah, I did things, but I wasn't living. I was just numbing out at a different place. So that was kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Be alive to live. Uh, in recovery, you can't have a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know, because I'm having it. Even after all the yuck the last couple of years, and there was a lot of yuck. I know it. Um, it feels good to be over the hump. Like, there's going to be more challenges. I'm going through one right now with my niece. Um, but I'm going to handle it different than I did before. Like I said, I'll talk about that in the next show, but good to be back. Beautiful people. Um, I hope to talk to you soon. I'll be, you know, here there and everywhere, social and YouTube and all that jazz and just, you know, enjoying the sun and fun out here in California. I'll talk to you next time. Love ya.